We're always interested in what you have to say about our live broadcasts. Please share your comments on our Facebook page or websites. Welcome, everyone, to another great Monday and another episode of Sanders Says. Today, I'm very excited about this, the guest we have, a friend of mine, um, person I admire, uh, actor, musician, uh, director, writer, um, just a visionary um, entrepreneur. So I'm, I'm excited today to get him on the show, pick his brain a little bit, get some insight, um, and give you guys a little bit more perspective. You know, this this podcast, this is all about, you know, our community that I'm building here. It's all about growth and uh, mental health awareness, um, entrepreneurship, financial freedom. Um, you know, we, we dropping gems. You know, we're doing what we got to do to leave our stamp um, on the culture right here um, and tell these great stories, man, and get to know these great guests. So I'm excited today, man, to have, uh, you know, a friend of mine, but also, like I said, someone I admire, uh, Mr. Ty Hodges. I'm going to bring him to the stage right now. So, oh, brother. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Yeah, the building. Man, what's up, bro? What's up, brother? Thank you for having me, man. Nah, for sure, man. Thanks for being here, dog. For real. Man, yeah. Um, you know, I want to jump right into it, bro. But before we do, I want to give a special shout out to our sponsors, uh, Zar Wellness. So go to ZarWellness.com right now, get your topicals, your gummies, your flowers. And this is TACA. So all over the country, all over the nation, you can get this. It's legal. Um, and we're doing a collab soon. So we about to drop some. So get ready for that. Really excited, um, you know, for my brand and Zar Wellness as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to dive into our guest today. Um, you know, like I said, entrepreneur, actor, writer, um, visionary, um, you know, has done so many great things, even as a youth, right? And then he's grown into, you know, somebody that, you know, I've had um, the opportunity just to be around and grow from. Um, and that's been great. It's helped my growth a lot. Um, when I left the NBA, just having somebody around that, you know, believed in me, um, and would incorporate me in a lot of what he had going on. So, you know, this is my brother, man. I'm, I'm happy to have him on this show. <laughs> but before we dig in, nah, for sure, man. But before we dig into all that stuff, man, and uh, unravel that, you know, I like to I like to start in the beginning. You know, I want to yeah. talk about the younger you, man, the boy you. Um, you know, what inspired you, that kid, that kid version. Um, you know, who who is the 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 kid tie as a child? That's a, that's a good question. The kid tie, you know, I always look at it like it's a, a wonderment. You know, when you grow, when you're growing up around people and when you're younger, you care to fit in. Right. And you always just want to fit in. And for me, I don't know if it was rebellion, but it's just I knew I couldn't fit in at a certain point in my life, probably like around, I would say, like eight years old. I knew I didn't fit in. And so from there, there was this imagination, you know, and this um, this curiosity for the for the world and this wonderment. You know, when people meet you and they're older, they're like, "Oh, that's an old soul," and that's like the introduction, I, I believe, when you when you're called that because you you figure out like, what does that mean? You know, because you're still a child, you're still growing up in the world, you're still learning yourself, and then you have somebody say, "Oh, you're an old soul," and so for me, just figuring that out and figuring out like the person that I wanted to be in the world, um, all the little micro decisions you make are so important as you get older. So the, the childhood me, it, it was just, I, I looked at the world from like a very pure lens and 
almost like a, a curious soul that felt creation and felt people, you know, at a high frequency, you know? I always was connected to people. So yeah, I'm still, I still got that little boy inside of me. I think we all need to keep our child inside of us. Um, just an older, you know, more mature version of that. Right. Well, and and uh, you grew up in the DMV, but right in the DMV is where you, or, or where did you, where did you, where would you spend your childhood? I grew up in Miami. So okay. I was born in DC. Uh, that's okay. when my parents met and I was, I was raised in Miami. So Miami, I'm like a 305 all day. I really don't okay. uh, know too much about DC. I don't remember it like that. My yeah. sister still lives in DC. However, like Miami is like where I became, I would say like who I am and like, you know, uh, discovered like my art and my passion and what it was and my friendships that I still have to this day. Now was Miami the place that um, that you got discovered? How, how did that, that come about? You, you falling into acting? Uh, so in Miami, I was, uh, again, I was like a, just a wild boy. Like I would just, in school, I got good grades, but I was just always very much, uh, I was always like super playful. And the way I got discovered, my cousin, it was like my family knew like this kid has something. So my cousin, it started off with being Caribbean and my friends were still dancing. And they were like, oh, so my cousin Janine uh, put me in like, talent shows at my elementary school she like had me audition so i was like ready you know what i'm saying she choreographed the dance and then that was like bobby brown my frogger that was like the intro like oh i could do this right and then my aunt rachel kind of was like oh you should take pictures and stuff like that so she would take pictures of me and then my uncle chris and like my family like my, my older cousins that were very much like my siblings they would always be like oh ty has something and then I was walking in the mall one day and this woman came up to, to my mom and was like, hey, uh, your, your son ever thought about modeling? And my mom was like, no. And we just kept walking. And the woman gave my mom the card. So when I went home, I found the card. And at the time I played football, like, you know, little league football. Um, and I just was like, I'm going to mail it to her. So I took it to school. You know, in school, when you learn how to like fill out envelopes, I like mm -hmm. put my little picture in there, my school picture, sent it off. And then my mom gets a call. She's like, how does woman get our information? I was like, she said, do I want a model? I want to do this. So from there, started working locally in Miami. And then there was a program called Voices United that was a nonprofit. And I auditioned for that. And just it just started like, I felt like there was a lot of people that saw something inside of me that I didn't really see. And then I just started to meet that opportunity and that potential. So Miami is where I really discovered it. And I, and I went to art school. So then you're in that community. You know what's going on. And then from there, from art school, I went to like a school that everybody dreams to go to, which is called uh, New World School of Arts. And we have like a lot of great alumni that came from there. And then from there, it just started moving. And then from there, I got in a ballet company and I was like a ballet dancer. And I, bro, I was just like wanting to express myself. And I didn't know that you could ever do it as a career. I didn't know LA or Hollywood existed. I was just mm -hmm. like, I mean, I knew it was, but it's like you, when you're young, you're like, California, and you're like all the way from Miami. And so, yeah, man, just was driven. And from there, just kept uh, with faith, you know, my faith and believing in God and, and, and understanding like, oh, I do have something to say or I do have a purpose in my life. That just kept me, you know, that kept me on my path. Right. So growing up, um, you know, how was your relationship with all this going on? OK, you got this new success as a child. Um, did you see a shift in your family? Did you see something that, uh, you know, did you become kind of like this? this 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 um this catalyst or was it always 
did everyone kind of have? Because I know for me, right, when I when I got to the NBA, um, my position in my family changed. Mm. You know, I became, you know, the, the, the one everyone looked to. Yeah. You look I mean, to you're already tall, man. bro. So you're but like. You're, but, right. But you're a child, right? Yeah. You're a child. Yeah. Yeah. So how, 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 like, was, was that a transition for you? No, it, it wasn't really, you know, I, that's, that's the thing. I've been blessed to have a really supportive family. And okay. even though they didn't understand the arts, you know, my parents were always just like, let Ty do Ty. They've always given me a, a certain liberty and I've always had a strong identity and love, which I'm very thankful for because I know a lot of people in the world don't have that. So my parents were very, very, supportive and my success didn't change even my family i have like a lot of aunts and uncles that were you know coming from that side of the family where you come from immigrant families it's like go to college become a doctor lawyer or get a state job you know at least work at the the post office or be a nurse or get a get a stable job and in my family there's a lot of lawyers and so like but no my cousins from that i mentioned janine sandra um, Uncle Chris, Aunt Rachel, my auntie Alicia, my uncle Colin, bless his soul. He was very, very supportive. My grandfather, um, bless his soul, very supportive. Uh, my auntie Christine, like I have really anchor love and foundation. So my parents were like supporting me, especially when I was going to go to LA. When everyone was kind of like, are you sure? My family was just like, we see it happening. We go into his plays. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? We're going to his his shows and seeing, you know, this kid's on the stage just doing it. And in, in, in our family, was very, like, foreign. Like, what is this, you know? But as, as I think sometimes when you move, just like in your career, when you, like, training people, like, yo, he has a skill, like, and they start seeing your gift, people are going to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're changing. So that word is very interesting because you're right. I'm sure when you were getting MBA, what you're being attached to, finances, you know, popularity, everyone's like, oh, you're kind of like become the savior. And for me, I felt that kind of like around people that wasn't close to me versus like people that are close to me that know me. Cause I'm just like, Ty, like at the, when I was growing up on TV, my parents were like, yo, make your bed, wash your dishes. You know, like right. that, that didn't mean anything to them. And it was good because I was able to always stay grounded, you know? And I think that's just because of how you're raised. Um, but I think the people that change are the ones that, Everybody's going to change. However, the people that change, you can't really be upset at them because you're changing and growing too. You know, the climate is different. Right. Dope. Yeah. So what, you know, looking back at some of those younger years, what were some of your influences? Like what, 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 what are some of the, or some of the people that maybe kind of steered you in your direction? And it don't have to be anybody, you know, famous, but anybody just in your life. No, you really good at this, man. I ain't know. I thought I was gonna come ahead top of a dog. You, you, you're, you're I, uh, I would say my family, bro. Like first and foremost, like my faith. I think faith is something really, really powerful, and it's very, very hard. And when people say doing the work, there's a lot of work to be done. If you're not doing the work within to discover your calling and your purpose, you're always gonna stand in a space of like being lost and latching on to different things in your life. So for me, that's been my foundation when I didn't feel understood was, okay, let me go pray about this. Let me, let me go off. And then also like, it's, it's not about being perfect and being, you know, religious. It's just about knowing like, all right, there's something inside of me that I want to share. You know what I'm saying? And everyone, we're all blessed with a gift. It's just, who's going to open it. 
We're all blessed with gifts. We're all blessed. I believe we're all geniuses when we're born. I believe we all have this abundance of love and compassion. Now, every situation mm-hmm. isn't going to be that. However, if you're alive, it's our goal to kind of discover that. And for me, what inspired me was was that that abundance of love, and it it helped out a lot because that's where how I was raised. And so, as far as like influences. It, I don't think it was more so, of course, like my family and um, is very important to me. And that those morals and understanding my moral compass, that real talk kind of kept me on my path. But then I still have to do the work to even understand that because you got people in your life that love you or believe in you, but it just doesn't align with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And right. so for me, I really I really stay. Start, it starts within. It starts within. It starts within you, and then you look around and you latch on to that alignment with people around you. And I just mm-hmm. feel like, and then there was, a, and then you also have people that challenge that and that don't believe in you. And so you're having to fight through your own understanding in life when someone tells you no, you're not going to do it. And when someone tells me no, I'm just like new opportunity. I'm like, okay, word, because right. the no's are going to get you closer to that yes, and you just don't know when that yes is coming. So when I hear a no, I'm like, cool, got it, cool, got it. And you working? Right. I mean, you understand what it is to be driven and focus and look at everything you accomplished bro and like that to me that's like if you understand that so many people want this idea of power and success the thing is to me it's about being responsible with your gift being responsible with everything you have and so for me that was always my heroes what I looked to was discovering the true purpose that I have and that's always evolving and then looking around uh, who's who's in my corner who believes in me you know mm-hmm. um so really and of course there's like art artists that inspire me um but i think that you know people are human i can't put so much weight on people at the same time we can't put too much weight on people because people will will fail and people will let you down you know yeah 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 so was um was music always there you know, you talk about gifts and, you know, you get to bring, and I know your, you know, music is something you love as well. Was that something that you, you've always loved uh, as well as acting and, and could it has, could it have gone in either direction for you? Yeah. I, music is something that I always vibe with. Uh, I just wasn't secure with like singing, you know, I wasn't, I, I don't sing like the greats or like have the best, you know, when, when you were, when you're a black dude, you gotta have, you know, if you ain't singing at a certain, you know, at, <laughs> at a certain rift, you know, I if I ain't Usher or Chris Brown, which those are amazing singers, I'm just kind of chilling. But I grew up in musical theater, so I would be singing musicals and hitting those notes and being animated. And it wasn't until before I made Venus as a boy when I was in a place in my career where I just I grew up in it and I and my whole career has been interesting because it keeps telling on itself. Mm-hmm. And I was at a point where I was like, okay, I've experienced a lot of great things. Also, I know that in this business, when you want to do all these things, sometimes your team or people around you are like, just focus on this. And for me, I'm like, like low-key, I'm trying to make furniture. Like, There's so many new ideas I have. I don't want to limit myself to one thing. So it started where I was like, I just bought a guitar. My brother's a really, really talented musician, Terrell Golden, and I've watched him just create music. And... I decided to buy a guitar just to learn something new because I was like, all right, I, I, I grew up in this business. I act, love acting, love writing, you know, love directing. All these things have been like awesome experiences. 
I just want something new. So I picked up a guitar and went on YouTube and learned uh, Nirvana chords and was struggling, bro. I like, but I, I learned those chords and then my brother heard me and he was like, yo, that sounds kind of fire. And then we just started exploring and he was writing a lot of the music and I was going in my notes and getting ideas. So the music thing was like just taking a, a, a little breather and a break from something that I've been doing for so long and trying something new and not trying to like sound like anybody else and try to be authentic because with music, the beautiful thing is, is that you could just say what you feel and it could be abstract and it doesn't have to make sense. And it's just a, it's a feeling, you know, and it's done, it's two minutes, you know what I'm saying? If that, and with movies, it's like writing it, raising the funding, producing it, casting it. Then it's like two years where you're in a hole in a lab and you like editing. So for me, the music came because my soul needed it. It was a form of worship for me. It was a form of, of trying something new. It was a form of me being like, yo, you could do anything. And I don't even really promote the music like that um, because it wasn't about that. I, I, the music, people have been vibing with it, you know, and I, I made the mask. I did like all the artwork. So it was, you know what it was, bro? It was like, you know, when you do like a science project and, you know, back in the day it had like the three panels, remember? Did you, oh, did the, you board. Have the, the, the board, board right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got the hypothesis. Mm -hmm. It was just me being like, all right, I love this term British Brooklyn because I spent time in Brooklyn and British is like, you know, we always like, there's like a, a, a class and a respect and like a sophistication. And so when I came with the idea of British Brooklyn, then that's when I like started playing around with the music and then I made the mask and it felt like an art project. And then I just like put it into the movie Venus is a Boy and really didn't. And then I did like a short film for it, but I kind of snagged it because it was just experimenting. And I think that's the thing that I miss about when you're young and when you're creating, th there's no expectation. You have more freedom. You're not worried about for people to like stuff. You just want to be authentic. And, and a lot of times when you have some sort of success or idea of success, you know, people love to put you in, in a, in a situation in a box for you to do this and 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 people focus so much on success as far as numbers and money and all these things mm -hmm. and granted they're valid like that, that's important to me i focus on the success within and the success within is the output the evolution the growth so music wasn't it just came to me it was super super like i needed something for my soul to learn something different and this was like a project and I, I love it. So now I'm like in the studio with my brother and my brother is so talented. I can't wait for people to hear his music, but he's been experimenting with me. You know, and we've just been, and it's a, a way to bond with my brother and create with my brother and communicate on a deeper level that sometimes people in a conversation don't feel like here. They're like, bro, that's too deep. You can just jot it down. So yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, I'm giving you long answers, right? Cause I like to talk. So I'm just going. No, no. I like, hey, that's what I'm asking you though. You can chop it up. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, hey, that's why I like it. Hey man. That's it's that asking, random bro. Gemini, bro. Is that random yeah. Gemini, uh, feelings? Nah, for sure though. You know, we gotta get it out, bro. But we, you know, it's a lot of good perspective, man. And, um, you know, understanding your journey and, uh, you know, your, uh, philosophies is important, bro. You gotta, you know, we're going to dissect this and, and, and get our gems through it. But, you know, I know you talk a lot about, and I know you, you talk a lot about self-love, you know, um, how's that journey going for you, your self-love journey? Man, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard. I, I believe people don't admit that to themselves so much because they look for other people to love them 
They look for people to validate them. And I grew up in this business. So validation is like, you know, when you grow up in this business, it's so interesting because people have like this stigma of it. And for me, I'm, it's made me a better human being, real talk. It's made me very conscious of myself in ways where when you're developing, um, you're looking for people to love you. You know, when you're a kid on set, you think everyone cares that you have to go to the bathroom or like, what do you want to eat? You know, and giving you breakfast. And so it was like, no, when I had the download, I was like, yo, no, no. These, like, I'm here for a job. Like these people, it's, it's not like they care about me. They want to be my friend. I'm here for a job. It's not, not necessarily like a nice to me because they want to be nice to me. I'm here for a job. So it quick, the, the, it, it hit me quick that, I was like, let me be mad professional and let me talk to everyone on set. That's the only reason why I feel like I got into directing writing because I was I was the actor sitting out there, you know, in my dressing room. I was always talking to like the crew, the extras. And to your question, the reason why for me the self-love aspect has been super important is because we ignore it so much in our life. We ignore the value that we have. And and granted, I always keep in mind that life is vast. Life is huge. Sometimes life don't make sense. Sometimes things are happening in your life and you're conflicted and you're like, yo, why, why is this happening? Or why is this? And my whole thing is like, as long as like you're here and present and the people you love are alive and, and, and you're, and you work through what you need to work through and you have that breath, that's where you have to like remind yourself where self-love is important. And, because I think the, the the issue is is that in the world, to me, there's two main emotions that have mad, like, it's like an octopus of many different tentacles. Uh, so you have love, and then you have fear. And it's so easy to vibrate in the space of fear because everything around us, afraid to be you, afraid to be this, afraid to be your, you know, your full self. Identity is attached to fear. You know, the way we dress, if I wear this name brand, I'm now tapped in with with this crew so i don't really I, I fit in the love aspect is saying you know what i am here i am in the now i am present if someone don't like me it's okay if someone does like me it's okay but what am i saying to myself when i'm at home how am i waking up what am i thinking about and you know it, bro like in this business you experience so much rejection you experience so much where even if you're at the top at the top right there's still like a machine around that to make sure you stay at the top. And every decision you make, every micro decision you make is important. So the self-love to me is, is, is not like a gimmick, right? Like you can't go to yoga and meditate and be like, oh, I'm practicing self-love. Self-love is like goes into a lot of deep places, like getting into shadow work, you know? Uh, shadow work growing up. I don't know if you're familiar with shadow work. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. It's it's a term that's been thrown around, but in Venus is a boy. When I wrote about it, I was like, "Yo, if if we all were to like tap into our greatest self, the things that make us mad unique are the things sometimes we hide, and we hide those things because we're they're unique and they're not like everybody. They're, everybody doesn't have those things, and there's so many nuances to being a human being. So the self love for me taps into a practice that." If, if you're in my life, that's what we work on. We work on just in friendship. It's like, no, let's not talk down about yourself. Okay, this issue, let's be solution-based. Because anything you need to do in life to make yourself feel loved, mm-hmm. then you need to be present to do that. The thing right. is, you're never going to know how to love yourself if you're not really being your full self. And a lot of people are chasing the wrong tribe. 
So, so you, you're upset to be a part of a tribe, a friendship, a relationship, to be in love. But if someone doesn't want to be with you, or if this job or position doesn't want you, or this, or this, um, this restaurant doesn't want you to eat there, then you have to literally be like, okay, word. So I don't need to be there. What? So how do? I, because I can't put myself and my value or my identity on this outside source. I have to move in love and be, be in gratitude and be like, okay, cool. You don't. You don't want me for this good because I want to excel at this team. I want to excel in this movie. I want to excel in this relationship. So once you on that vibe of self-love, to me, it's like you connect with the divine. You connect in a spiritual place where you can feel like you could do anything you want to do if you just tap into that. And I've been in, in my life, in my body, fully in my body. Most people aren't fully in their body. And I'm not always full in my body. The thing is, I know when I am. And tell me, bro, when you know you're you fooling your body, you're able to do look at look at all the things you're doing, Larry. And that's why like right. I you inspire me so much, bro. Cause you're in your body, you're like, yo, I'm a model on Miami Beach, I'm gonna have a podcast, I'm gonna play basketball. And when I met you, that's one of the reasons why I really rocked you. I was like, yo, this dude inspires me because he's not there's no limits to him. But it, I, I feel like there's no limits to him because you understand self-love without you know attaching to a brand, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't look at it as like it ain't easy, you know what I'm saying? But it it I feel like it works. I feel like it. it yeah. No, no, for sure. No, it, I think it, the self-love component is, is huge. Like you said, it's very complex and it's a personal journey. I think for me, um, to doing what I had to do for myself um, set me in, on a path uh, of discovery. You know what I mean? And I was able to unlock and open a lot of doors and I still am um, because of the choice that I made. Um, and like you said, it was it was scary. It was it was you know I was deemed you know crazy. It was a lot going on, um, but I knew for me it was the best choice. Um, and uh, the, I think the fear the, the the psychology behind it I think is the fear of being isolated, right? The fear of being um, uh, abandoned. Uh, mm-hmm. No human. We're packed animals. I say mm-hmm. that all the time. We're like birds. We're like you know wolves. We wanna we wanna be around each other. We need hugs. We need kisses. We need affection. So we will lie to ourselves in order to fit in. You know, that's that's like a natural instinct that we have to um, understand. So if we understand that, then we start digging into social norms and more morales and why we attach ourselves to certain things. Um, and if it's if it really identifies with ourselves, like if, it, if it's our real truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what does that mean? You know, do you have a religion on this side that, yeah. <laughs> that, that dictates yeah. different things? So there's a lot of different factors that in this game that we play to of identity, um, which is very interesting, man, um, and, and dope. Um, I have a question for you, man, I want to ask you. Yeah. If you could create any law, any law, what would it be? Oh, that's good. I ain't gonna get too political on here. I ain't gonna get too deep. You know, you got a lot of secrets. You know, I don't do a lot of podcasts, bro. That's why, because no, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. I don't do a lot of podcasts because I just be like in, in, in the zone, right? And there's certain yeah, yeah. people like you, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go here. I'm excited. I'm going to talk to Larry because I already talked to you on the phone. We're just gonna talk. Right. But you don't ask me these questions when we talk on the phone. So I gotta be like, um, you know what? This is a very simple rule because I got like 10, right? Uh-huh. Would you catch eye contact with someone you have to smile? That will be that will be my 
introduction to like because I, I don't I, I'm not really a fan like I feel like there's laws laws are important rules rules are important too I feel like that's a safe law that when you catch eye contact with someone you have to smile yeah. you, you think so no what why why does why does that one um why does that mean so, so much to you personally? uh because I do it no I'm just <laughs> <sitting> out, <laughs> but when do someone it. doesn't yeah. when someone doesn't do it what should be the what should be the penalty they have to say hello. My name is such and such. Have to introduce yourself. They have to introduce themselves. Yeah. Because listen, you know why? Because anywhere around the world you go, a smile does not need a language. It does not need a native tongue. A smile is like universal. And for me, when I catch eye contact with people, if it's a nod, if it's a smile, that gesture opens up so much. And mind you, bro, like. Sometimes I do it and people don't smile back. And I don't even, I mean, I think you got to get over that stuff. Like you hold the door for people. Like it's really not even about other people. It's about how you deal with it. And for me, when I smile, especially like when I'm smiling at someone and they uh, they smile back or you say, oh, how you doing today? And some people just take a breath and be like, thank you. Like that feeling for me, bro, is like so necessary. Like, especially if I go, to, to the grocery, you know, I hop around at three grocery stores and like th- that, those interactions, I, when I come in there, I like give the security guard a hug like this and that, because it's a space where we can do that. It's community. And like you said, we were packs, right? So we look for community. We look to be a part of other people. So it's like that smile, bro, you could go anywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. You could go anywhere. I bet you animals feel the smile, like that vibration, yeah, that frequency right. is to me, if that was a law, to me, that's an okay, cool law because I'm not saying you gotta be friends with the person, but if you don't smile, then you have the 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 the, the punishment. The punish the punishment is you gotta go up and sh- shake the person's hand and say, "Yo, um, what's up? This is my name is." Dang, I forgot to smile, man. My bad. Yeah. Huh? You gotta be like, dang, I forgot to smile, man. My name Larry. What would be, what, what, what would be your law? <laughs> that's a good one. I um I heard a I heard a great one. Um, and it was, uh, if you had a grievance or, you know, you had a, you hated someone or a culture, you had to live with that, that culture for three months. Oh, that's, so that a, that's was, a really good one. Yeah. I like that one. You know, it gave experience, you know, I think, I think law should be based around, uh, not so much punishment, but more about, um, experience perspective. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you yeah. know what? Not to get too political, but yeah. No, no, but you're absolutely right. Because the thing is, when we talk about the two emotions in the world, love and fear, and understanding how mm-hmm. paralyzing fear is, mm-hmm. and understanding how powerful love is, those are really strong things. Like, you post something negative through social media, it's not, it'll, like, go off. Like, right. it's just natural humanity. We, we're low-key nosy. Everybody want to look out their window or just like when you're young kids, you're like, yo, they're going to fight, they're going to fight. And I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I understand that, bro. It's not like I'm a, a saint. I just, for me, it just never made me feel good. And I don't think it really makes anybody feel good. But to your point, we're, 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 we have to, we have to like teach people how we want to be treated. We also learn while we're, how we're being treated. And I had this experience to your point. When you're punishing someone, I want to say some real deep, but I, like not deep, but I, I had this concept, but I'm gonna break it down to something simple because I think I, you, you, your thing will be going off. They're like, "What did he say?" Uh, 
the, 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 yo, this, this, this idea I had. So I went to go talk to these students mm-hmm. at the school in Milwaukee. And there were the, the kids in there were like rowdy. And, you know, Milwaukee's an interesting place. I've never been there before. And one of the kids was like being mad rowdy. And apparently he called the girl out of her name. So while we're there before the talk, the teacher's like calling the principal and like, you got to leave. And like, what did you do? And we're sitting there awkward like this. And I'm just kind of chilling. And they just put him out the, the office, like just took him out there. And I was like, so then they introduced us and they're all talking. And I asked the teacher, I was like, yo, where's the kid that did that? And she was like, oh, no, he has to go see the principal. I was like, but do you think that's fair that you're doing that? Like, he probably should be in this moment. He has, like, the actors of this movie here. He may get inspiration. Like, I understand you have to punish him, but maybe you could do it after. Maybe you could but let him experience this because we're here for a day, for two hours. So she was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, I don't mean to step in your shoes. Like, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. So then she's like, okay, I'll I'll go get him. So she brought him back in there. And I play this exercise when I go talk to students. And I was like, basically, I was like, yo, if, okay, in this room, I'm going to give everybody a million dollars. I want you to think about it. And I want you to tell me what you're going to do with the million dollars. And everyone came with their thing. And this dude, the one they kicked out the room, had a whole plan. I mean, this kid was brilliant. And I said, you see, you were going to punish him. And send him into the room with the, with the principal, suspend him, this and that. Because what he did wasn't right. The thing is, if you let him experience this, right. he's not going to be triggered. And that idea, what, how, why he's calling a woman this, it's rooted. It's not, he doesn't mean that. Like people hate, bro, we depend on people's sanity. People naturally don't want to hate. It's just a protective thing. It's like, yo, let me protect right. myself. Yeah. He was brilliant, bro. And I was like, he was brilliant. That one hour experience. Then after he talked to me, I was like, yo, man, you want to do music? You got to do that. He's like, yeah, but I don't have the money. I said, listen, the way you broke down a million dollars, you had it all. He had it plotted out beyond everyone. But if but so, to your point, if there's a dispute, if there's some kind of chaos, I believe that law is kind of important because if it's racism, if it's this and that, if it's if it's hate, if it's whatever, even like if you look, I don't want to get political, brother, but you know, that to me, your law is something that I, I believe we, we all we all need because if you haven't experienced any sort of like support and you've always been alienated that, that young boy always told he you bad you this and that and i bet you if someone was to say you know what you're gonna be like call it out like so how long you want to be that for like how is this for attention well let me show you how this come over here and learn this and I hope that boy is super successful right now. I hope he went to college and I hope everything he told me he's experiencing right now because we're so hard on individuals, you know? We're so hard mm-hmm. on each other. Right. That's something that we uh we express and we talk about a lot too, you know, as black men, um, you know, successful black men and being vulnerable, you know, the power of being vulnerable. Um, you speak about that a lot, man. I think I just want you to kind of speak about your relationship with vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think you know I'm vulnerable, bro. You mean you mean like my relationship with being vulnerable to your question? Yeah, I mean, I mean, even even to the sense of um, like your last film, right? Uh, Venus is a boy. Um, you know the character you played in that, the vulnerability you shared on screen, the 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 message that you're trying to um, 
convey through vulnerability because I'm the same way. I feel like I'm on that same mission with you. And uh, I learned that being vulnerable actually empowered me and empowered, um, you know, people around me. But it's when you think about it, it's like, damn, am I, am I opening up to be um, a victim? Am I opening up for people to um, isolate me? Am I opening up to be um, scrutinized? There's so much comes with it. But then when you actually um, cross over that line of vulnerability, you feel empowered, right? Um, yeah, so, yeah, sure. Yeah, you feel empowered, man. And um, you feel like others are now being empowered and, and being vulnerable. And that helps because like that that wall that they, we put up is fear. You mm-hmm. know, it's, we're afraid of what's on the other side of it. Um, so, I mean, just talk about that a little bit, how, how you kind of position it in your film, um, Tribeca, how that was. Um, and then, you know, what's, what's kind of the future of, what you got going and how, what you're developing your message through through these films you're making. Yeah, vulnerability is something that is difficult, and especially if you're a man and then don't get into being a man of color or a, 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 it, it just goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, and then it goes vulnerability, then masculinity, then how men are conditioned and vulnerability for me has always been easy. I just didn't know it'd be hard once I put it out there in the world. And you're right. When you're vulnerable, you're putting yourself in a position to either have expectations for people to meet your vulnerability or be judged for it or be called too sensitive. And I've been called too sensitive for a while. When people tell me that, I'm like, yeah, but I get paid for being sensitive. Like I could write, like I, I have to flip it because I, I feel like the world isn't sensitive enough. And the idea of my relationship with vulnerability to me breaks down. I think you reference is breaking down walls because if I'm in this life and we're in this life, I want to experience all of it as far as being my most truthful self versus believing a lie. And so many people believe their lies. So the, the idea of not being vulnerable, protecting your space, this and that, I get it. Like I've had to learn the opposite. I've had to learn to be not as vulnerable and still remain in a space where I'm able to show up. I'm able to honor people. I'm able to respect. If I'm like my close, my close people's my, my day ones are like, yo, that's a little bit, you know, you being a little petty or you being like this and that. And those, as, as I get more vulnerable myself and, and not care about what I'm getting and receiving from other people, I, I feel like I'm being more vulnerable. Like, yo, this is my truth. This is how I move and be, becoming a business person has really helped me balance that artistic reactive um, unconventional vulnerability where it's just it's a little bit i'm an artist you know like that you hear a lot of people be able to to express stuff yo i'm just an artist like i could do whatever and i'm like yeah that's cool but there's other people that you got to coexist with and I, i at times i've realized that being vulnerable and having that relationship with vulnerability i've i've tend to project that on people and situations and that's been me learning how to kind of pull back and create boundaries and know how to protect my heart at the same time, still being vulnerable enough. has been like, that's been like a secret sauce for me that I feel like it has some like superpower elements to it with yourself. And when I chose to put that in films, it was me watching films and, and, and seeing, not seeing enough people like me on screen and men that were vulnerable. Because the the idea of toxic masculinity is this huge topic, but there's so many dimensions to it too. 
You know, they're, they're, we're all male and female and we're balanced, meaning like we're not all male and female, but there's a balance and there's a coexist of like energy, right? So the thing is, there, as, as boys, when we grow up, that there's a, as we start getting older and start going outside and sweating and like playing outside, there's this kind of like the, the if, if you don't have a great foundation of an older man in your life or an uncle or brother or cousin, you gotta, you kind of learn how to be a man through your friendships and the idea of what you think masculinity is. And so you're picking up things as you go. When you're a woman and when you're a little girl and you start growing into a woman, it, there, there's a, a, a patience of sensitivity, of emotions, of like, mm-hmm. okay, she's becoming a woman now. Let's, you get to stay home today for school. There's protection. And so when you have like, and that's why I feel like women are so amazing and, and women inspire me. And I have so many amazing women in my life that help me become a better man because their, their, their sensitivity is like their vulnerability is what I align to. And, and for me, even being a man saying, yo, I want to have a great balance because the world should have a great balance. We should all have a little bit of both because that's how we, we, we honor each other. Like mm-hmm. you honor people by them being balanced enough to be vulnerable and also be when they need to be strong and when they need to feel mm-hmm. safe. And so with, with, with being a man in the world, I, all these ideas that we have in our head on what a man is, I've always wanted to discover like what it is to really be a man, like what it is, you know, when you're growing up, if you don't play sports, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you work in a very alpha male energy. But I bet you some of your most fun times in your conversations when y'all got off the court and no one ever see that side because people see the game face. But it's like that community of bonding and women know how to bond and really connect and be vulnerable to each other and like have each other's back. And with men, it's like, it's very difficult for us to find that rhythm. There's like three things that we can mention where it's like, I'll rock with you. You cool. But the thing is there is a brotherhood that kind of, I believe in that's just like, yo man, like let's really try to iron sharpens iron and, and, and be, be discover what it is to be a man through having people feel safe around us. You know, having having making sure that our women and our children are, are, are taken care of and safe. And that doesn't mean that a woman can't do that. It's just like if we understand our purpose of what being a man is, a man is vulnerable. A man is responsible. A man is loyal. A man is respectful. We may fall short. You know, mm-hmm. the fact is, is that the, the idea for me to put that in films and start exploring. Like outside of like what people are putting in movies you can tell me what movies you see where we're really able to explore that. Like we're able to explore masculinity deeper than just like, Oh, you know, they got like these archetypes of like male figures. I feel like we have to stand up more for women. I feel like, and, and listen, it goes both ways, right? Women have to stand for us. We have to stand up for them, but the support, there's a purpose of us being here. There's a balance of us being here. And as life is evolving and humanity is evolving, you have a lot of people growing into who they are, and it may not fit in other people's perception, but as long as people are happy and as long as people are discovering who they are and they're not giving up, you have mm-hmm. to support that too. So we're living in a world where it's like, it's beyond gender now. It's literally about like respect, equality, love, support, strength. And I'm not even being like hippie, you know, butterfly sunshine. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's that simple to create right. harmony in the world. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. because if people want to, um, Yep. You all right? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you at? You see me? I can. Yeah, I can see you too. Sorry. 
Damn, why well, I can't see you? Hold on. Where you at? No, we can still see you up here. Oh, man. Hold on. Yo, this is like, so how I make movies, bro, and I'm not even tech. I got to get my tech game up. Like, real talk. Hold on. Oh, good. I'm going to drop some of these comments. Okay. Mark Let me see. Yo, how I get back on this thing, son? Yo, son. Let's... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, so you see me right now. Yeah, we see you right now. And I don't see you. Okay. Well, I'm dropping these comments, though. Okay, okay. Um, is it Firefox? I should have turned my phone off. If my screen was up, how do I get back? How do I get back to? I'm pressing the streets, StreamYard Studio. Okay. Let me, you know what? Let me just cut the link. Send me. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. We had posted this movie, bro. And literally, I um, I was like, we're going to do that. I'm going to slide this in here. I'm going to slide this in here today and talk to my boy and chop it up. This is a great conversation, man. I appreciate that. Not okay. Sure, it says homepage. It says homepage is not. Let me see. Where Chrome. My apologies there. Oh. Got What's it. up, Clip? We good? We back on here? Yo! Oh, good. Let's drop these comments. There you go. Oh, this is nice. What's up, y'all? He's like, yeah, facts. What's up? Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, so now, yeah. So, so, if, so my goal is like to, and, and I've been writing movies like, Movies, writing movies for me has been therapy. It's been great. Right, I think everybody should write. I believe everyone can write a dope movie, a dope story. It doesn't have to be intricate. We all have phones. We all have like editing. Everything is accessible. And making these films and going from a space on like being on TV, then selling TV shows and this and that. I have so many ideas that I also want to sharpen my skill level. So when I do get the opportunity to create something that fits within the ecosystem, then I could do that. The thing is, I have to develop as a person. First and foremost, and from that, you develop as creativity. And I feel like we have more stories where we take characters, we take human beings and allow them to be their full selves. It, it doesn't, it, that we can take away the, the the weight of this idea of like these labels that we give each other or like this, this gender battle or, you know, toxic masculinity, like everything has become a brand now. So even when you say something, even like the word trauma now is a brand, it's like, I can come up with right. a shirt say trauma, you know, and they're like, yo, that's fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I think that it, it's so, for me, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. That's a quote that I always go by because as a, as a creative person, which I know you are, it's not easy to make things complicated and making things complicated is fun. And then contradictions come out and then you just rocking with like exploring all those ideas. However, right. the simplicity of it, if you look at any religion or if you look at any foundation, when we're born into this world, we're beautiful and filthy. We're like these babies that are attached to life, life force, our mother, this cord. And then we come out, we're bloody, but we're like these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things. Then we get cleaned up and like we're beautiful. And then everyone comes and sees us at the hospital and they're catered. You know, they're just giving love, love. And you can't leave a baby alone by itself. It, it wouldn't survive. So we're right. these beautiful, beautiful things. And then we get older and we're babies. We learn, oh, I cry, I get this. Or... Or I do this, I get this. And slowly but surely, we start to learn a certain level of independence. And we learn this independence and we learn that manipulation is not appropriate in adulthood. 
However, at the same time, we're still beautiful, filthy creatures, creatures, beautiful, filthy creatures. And when we give each other that space to be like, you know what? Naturally, if you and I are friends, we're not going to see completely eye to eye. We may see like stuff eye to eye. If we're vulnerable with each other and safe as we, we bump heads with something, we both have to be adults and be grown men and be like, yo, bro, listen, my bad. I barked at you. I barked at you because, you know, the way I do things or the way. And it's like, OK, cool. Now you're getting to know the real person, not the representative, not the mask we wear. And that's if we all can get there and you're not going to get there with everyone. You feel me? However, when you do meet a person, people come into your life for seasons, reasons or a lifetime. So when I meet someone, it's a reason. And we and we're like I'm trying to work on it because sometimes like when I meet people, it's like, all right, we had 100. Mm-hmm. Like, we had 100. And then we just going to the percentage is going to going to go down. And then I've been thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, should I meet people at 50%? But then it's like, nah, because I like I like to be like, I'm a lot, I'm like, nah, we can go at 100. Like, I'm gonna give right. you the benefit of the doubt of everything. And mm-hmm. if we and, and you're a reason that I'm there's a reason I met you. So let's discover the reason. And then there right. may be a season I meet you, but right. then if it's a lifetime, I'll never know. And as cliche as it sounds, if we start honoring mm-hmm. people like that, then we'll get to a space of vulnerability and we'll get to a, a a place in life where we can honestly just like help each other be better, help each other build, like write songs together, build buildings, come up with ideas. Like at this point in life, Larry, if you're not friends with someone that's helping you, you know, build yourself up and be involved in your family, you're not going to rock with them. Right. Because you have to be responsible all you have. Nobody can be a liability in your life. You're a liability in my life. Then what, why are we hanging out? So, so all of these ideas that I've been putting into movies I've literally, it's been really just doing the work within and trying to be like, how do you become a successful human being? And then the creativity part, I think it's with technique is easy. You know what I'm saying? You just got to meet the right, meet the right people and like be a part of the right ecosystem, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what does the, what does the future look like? You know, in that sense, as far as what you're creating now, you know, do you look to build a company? Do you want to, you know, transition into something else or is, is film what you want to do for the rest of your life? I want to do it all for the rest of my life. No, I, I want to <laughs> make movies. I, I pray and I, I, I hope I just continue to get better and make movies. What's on the futures? I started, so the first film that's coming out of my production company is called Thank You Music and Film. And it's mm-hmm. my brother, myself, and our buddy Todd. He's like a third. I've known him since he was 12 since I was 12 and we made our first movie together. Uh, Thank You Music and Film is like a production that I feel like um, everything that we produce is based in gratitude and music and film is what makes the world go around. And so my brother is a really talented musician and I've invested in, in film. And so we kind of like come together in gratitude. And our whole goal is we did Venus as a Boy together. Um, my brother scored it and did all the music and then with this movie we just did in Paris called Love Me in Paris, it was our first, it's our first movie out where it's like, it's our stamp of DNA. And so want to definitely do movies and just keep being blessed with opportunities and working with really creative people and expand outside. I mean, making a movie in Paris and never been to Paris, don't know French. That was like the illest experience for me. Talking about, talking about self-love is like the movie's called Love Me in Paris because that's what I had to do. And if you've been to Paris and you know French people, it's it's I love French people and you the reason why I love them so much is because they don't have time for no no BS and so when you're there if you don't know how to ask for a coffee if you don't know how to 
say anything in French or at least make effort, then you're really out there alone. And then making your art out there with an independent film, it was, I carried it basically on my back. So that movie is going to be our kickoff. And we have a bunch of like uh, movies as a biopic. We want to do this musicals. All I do is write, like up here on my board, we want to break into TV. We're doing music. We're doing a soundtrack for Love Me in Paris. I sound mm-hmm. like one of those dudes that's like, yo, we're doing this, we're doing this. But no, nah, it's like stuff that nah, I Nah, that's good though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Cooking is a really big thing in my life. So uh, we're, 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 we're having this idea of doing like this, getting into cooking and lifestyle. Like I told you, I'm starting to make furniture. And so that's something that I want to do. So thank you, music and film is an introduction for me to continue doing what I want to do with my brother because him and I, are, it's, it's we both have a unique uh, perspective. And from that, there's like, Definitely want to get into the community with nonprofits and um, and just create with people that and like tell stories of people that may have never thought they could. I feel mm-hmm. like a, a lot for me, a lot of creatives out there, there's kind of like they're out there, but they're not being discovered. And I want to be able to get to a point where I can discover like raw, real raw talent yeah. and raw artists. And at the same time, it's just doing the work to get there. So Definitely for the future, um, I really pray for abundance and like clarity and becoming like just a human being. We talk about self-love, but it's a joke, but just becoming a human being that is purposeful in the world and, and can focus on the greater good. And for some people that may be boring or some people that may, you know, be be like, oh, but it's like, what else? What else am I going to do? And then, yeah, in that process, some great art and some great creative stuff comes out. And you connect with people and that term like fans have always been like, you know, it's like fans slash friends, but it's like people that have rocked with me from beginning of times because I haven't even hit my peak yet. I'm still exploring. And that's good because you can get a lot of, you know, you can get a lot of accolades. You can get a lot of like, you know, you can have a lot of potential to be successful that term. But if you're not healthy enough to deal with it or responsible enough to deal with it, you're not really going to enjoy it. So as long as I can focus on like having fun and having mad fun, working with people I love, um, doing cool, cool, cool stuff and collaborating and growing, I, I, I can have fun and hopefully people connect to it and hopefully people support what we're doing. Cause this movie I'm putting out, I'm really going to need people's support. I'm really going to need to be like, yo, like there's not too many people that are investing their own money and aligning themselves with really, really great people. Like in this last year through this movie, I've met so many people and they're not even living in America. I've, mm-hmm. I've met somebody that 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 is so supportive and, and aligned with my vision, but they you would never think that we were friends. You know, mm-hmm. so these micro decisions that you make in life where everyone looked at me like, you're going to Paris and make a movie? Like, why are you doing that? Like, that doesn't make sense. This is, I'm like, yeah, but I look up a year later, I'm, I'm in post right now putting the movie together you know, taking it overseas and exploring that audience. Right. And so to me, it's like, there's no limits. Just like you don't believe there's no limits. It's just like expansion and connecting and like really getting more into my body so I could be a part of the movement, whatever that movement looks like, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Now looking back, because um, we, we don't, you know, we're not going to be too long, but I got some more questions for you. I want to... um. You said two hours. You said two. No. <laughs> you said two hours. Nah, I go like we go. We go. Um, we gonna talk, but I wanna um, you know, just looking back at your career. Um, you worked with you know Shia LaBeouf. You worked with Janet Jackson. 
Um, you've done uh, a lot of things on your own as well. What's what's been some of the some of your favorite, I guess, some of your favorite times or your favorite people you you've worked with? I would say I would say everyone had a special thing because mm-hmm. when I got into this business, bro, I didn't even. I was so present. I was just like happy to be there. So everything. I think Janet Jackson video was probably got me open to be like, yo, because I mean, I went to this audition where I was like, thought I was going to be like doing hip hop behind Janet, you know, and there's like a line full of dudes, all races. And you know, when you audition for things, mm-hmm. usually there's just everyone look like me. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, but I'm like every race and every so I'm going in, I'm like, and I go into the room and they're like, what would you do if you open up the door and saw Janet Jackson? I just did an expression. It was like, cool, left and then get a call. And they were like, we want to see you. And I was like, yo, and I was I was supposed to go back to LA in a week. My parents were like, all right, that's it. You got to come back to LA. And I went to the call back. And it was like four dudes there. And I'm just sitting there chilling. And then I go do my thing and I'm like, and I didn't know what it was. I just like opened up the door and I like to see Janet. And then I went, did it, walked out. And that night I get the call by my guardian that was taking care of me. And he's like, so how'd it go? I'm like, shout out to, to, to uh, Anthony Stafford. He's like a big bro. I grew up in Miami. But he was like, so how did it go? I was like, man, I won't talk about it. Like, it's all good. He goes, you think you did good? I'm like, man, come on. You like, yeah, just, you know, da, da, da. And then he goes, oh, because you got it. And I was like, I got it. And he's like, yeah. So I had to figure out my mom had to fly back to L.A. And then I go to this fitting and I don't know anything what the video is about. And so I go over and the wardrobe lady's like, oh, this is going to be fun. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, do you know what you're doing in the video? I said, no. So she takes me over to like the board. And I'm like, I've been in L.A. for like a month and a half. Like I miss my family. And I'm looking at this board. I'm like, wait, that's me. That's me. And they're like, yeah. And then I get to the set and I'm just like just coasting. And the whole thing I'm thinking is like, Okay, Janet Jackson. All right, cool. Like keeping it cool. Like let me meet Janet Jackson. And then what's crazy is that they didn't tell me. They were like, "Oh yeah, we want you to meet Janet. She can't wait to meet you." And I was like, "All right." And then didn't meet her. And then I'm working with her stand-in, and I'm like doing the scene with the stand-in. And then all of a sudden, like they're all right, Ty. And they're like, "Okay, you ready?" And we're gonna do another rehearsal. And they open it up, and the cameras were on. It was really Janet. And I literally was like, gave like such an expression because I'm like, "Yo, I'm a kid from Miami." Yeah. And I looked, and then like they said, cut, and everyone just started laughing. And she gave me a hug, and she goes, "I'm so happy you're doing this." And then that it was the best, amazing three days that I experienced. And then so, from there, that's when um, Disney called, and that's when I started the journey of like realizing, like, okay, I could do this. But that was yeah. that was, that set a tone, and everything else from working with Shy, which is like a little brother to me, was like amazing. Like you, you know, every job, man, was has been a blessing. I've just been a student. Life is life. Life is education. Love is education, and I and I love doing this so much that I just literally got to every like experience I I've worked on has just been that nuance that helps me like get better and sharper. You know, mm-hmm. I'm giving you real long answers. No, nah, no, nah, we love it, bro. You've been annoying it. a little bit. You nah, like nah. It. Okay, it, it's it's actually been perfect, bro. We be coming up on the hour. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, dog. Really been enjoying it, dog. I mean. Man, it's been dope. You know, I learned some more about my brother today. So, you know, I'm happy. Um, and yeah, man, I'm looking forward to everything you got going. Uh, 
everything you're going to do in the future, you know, I know it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger for you, man, as you uh, continue on this road. Nah, for sure, man. And then, you know, that's you've done so much already, man. Real talk. There's so much to already be proud of yourself for. So um, definitely want to give you your flowers today (laughs) as well as tomorrow, man. So you too. um, You too. Thank you, man. I honor you, brother. Like, like everything just, I'm always inspired by what you're doing. Nah, me too, bro. Iron shop iron. Iron shop iron, man. But y'all heard it here, man. I'm saying it says it's been a great episode today. Um, I'm going to let Ty go. I'm going to get him off the stage, and I'm going to finish up with the guests. Yes. Peace, bro. We're going to get to part two. We're going to part two when when you drop the film. You got to come to the premiere, bro. Come to Paris. Um, hey, send the tickets. I got the passport. We on the way. Come to That's, Paris, all bro. That's all you got to say, bro. We go to be on the way. Much love, everybody. Thank you for, for hanging out. Nah, for Talk sure. to you. All right. Peace. I just, y'all heard it here. Amazing show. Thank you all for being here today, all my guests. Um, shout out to Bugatti Zoe. Shout out to Jonathan. Shout out to Team Green. Shout out to Marcus. Shout out to Raza. Shout out to Zara Wellness. Shout out to Lou. Um, shout out to everybody who tuned in. Uh, really appreciate y'all for spending this time with us today, man. You could have been anywhere in the world, literally anywhere in the world, but you're here. Spend some time with me. Got to know our guest. Um, it's been awesome. Another special shout out to Zara Wellness. It's your topicals, your gummies, your flowers, anything you need. THCA, real certified gas. Don't get it twisted. All around the nation. <laughs> so we're going to finish it up right now. Love y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Have a great Monday. And uh, catch us catch us on X after this for the after party. Peace. Trouble sleeping? Feeling a lot of pain? So stressed out, you're anxious all the time? Feeling down and depressed? Just need a little bit more energy and focus in the morning? That's where we come in. We are here to help at Czar Wellness. Czar Wellness is where people come first to get the highest quality, highest standards, and unbelievable prices. At czarwellness.com, you can get gummies, topicals, oils, and smokables. It's all legal. We ship nationwide. Welcome to Czar, where people come first. Find us at czarwellness.com. Are financial challenges holding you back? Are you getting denied for personal or business funding? Do you dream of a brighter financial future? Life's journey shouldn't be hindered by credit woes. Join National Credit Resources with our easy three-step process to financial freedom. Sign up at nationalcreditresource750.com. Our personalized approach aligns directly with our core value, integrity. We offer a money-back guarantee contract and financial literacy through the process. Go to nationalcreditresource750.com. Join the countless individuals who've reclaimed their financial independence through National Credit Resources. Take that crucial step towards a brighter tomorrow. National Credit Resources is your trusted partner, and we are one nation under credit. Start your credit journey at nationalcreditresource750.com. We're always interested in what you have to say about our live broadcasts. Please share your comments on our Facebook page or websites.